Welcome back to Tales from the Social Club podcast. And on this episode, Aaron's back. Co-host. Hello. Hello. Yeah. How are we doing? Not too bad, are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. We are back for another episode. We've got another yeah. funny tale to tell you. Well, funny. You be the judge of that. Yeah. I've got a tale anyway. <laughs> You've got a tale, boy. A drunken tale. It's definitely drunken. They usually are. Yeah. So, what are we drinking tonight? So um, I was in this. Oh, I thought I was going to be in the same position you were in last time. I the bruiser box was. I got the email to say, "Oh yeah, it's on its way. It'll be in the next few days." Yeah, and I thought, "Crap, well, it's gonna it's gonna arrive like just after we record." And then lo and behold, got the email today saying it's been delivered. So I've actually locked out this time. So I am all. I had North Brewery this time around for me. Interesting. Um, yeah, so they are Leeds based. Yeah, and I've gone for their Springwell Pills, so like a unfiltered lager, basically. Okay. For, the, for this one, so just going to uh, pour it now. Go for it. See what that's like. Terrible pour. So I want to let that settle. I've got. To, I've gone into too excited. Yeah, <laughs> I think that always happens when you like on camera or you need to show someone that you've poured it. it, it yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know well, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And then you pour it and it should come with a flake. At least uh, at least we're not live on YouTube and we get all the lovely comments about pours. Yeah, that, that could be worse. We've had a few of them. Fun, fun people on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so... Well, while yours, that settles, yeah. we can... Uh, what, are you, what are you drinking tonight? Well... So my box following from last episode actually turned up and my mystery box, my surprise box was from Atom Beers based up in Hull and their whole sort of shtick is sciency based names and brews. Um, so this one's called Positive Charge and it's a Raspberry Robust Porter and the description is positive charge is a charge that exists in a body that has fewer electrons than protons um and the tagline is the science of brewing so they've all they've all got like a a sciency based name and also a little sciency based description i don't necessarily know if that extends any further into any of the weird and wonderful creations they might have but it was an interesting box. I think there was 10 cans, so it, it was a decent one. And what I've got left is this porter and a another dark beer. So I thought I'd give them a will. Oh, for the dark ones tonight, then? That's it. Well, I did, I did get something from the supermarket the other day, and uh, it was a West Coast, and there was a hazy IPA, I think. Um I drank the hazy IPA on Monday, and so I was left with the West Coast and then potentially a dark beer, and it's just not going to mix very well, is it? So I thought I'd stick to the dark beers. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go with this porter first. It has settled eventually, so. There you go. And that one's a pills. Yeah. Um, I guess people could, like... People can probably tell me where I'm going wrong because I don't necessarily understand the difference between a pilsner and a lager. Yes. Um, 
I've definitely looked into that in the past and did know, but I don't know if I can tell you right now off the top of my head. <laughs> Is that because uh, you've probably looked it up on one of these nights where we've been out and what could end up in a future podcast episode type thing? And then, yeah, well, yes, and I've tried to do a little homebrew lager slash right, okay, yeah. pills, and and I was looking into it and. To do a, a, a um, an extract kit version of a homebrew, one of them is quite. The kit's very basic and it's quite difficult to replicate the actual process. If you were grain brewing it and you were doing it properly, you'd obviously lager it for a long period of time. You would ferment it at a low, lower temperature than is usual, and just with a a base can kit and a bucket at home, you can't really replicate that very easily unless you've got. I'm with you temperature controlled fridge and all that kind of stuff so yeah i tried to play about with it last summer i wanted a nice lager for drinking in the sunshine in the garden um that's where the idea started and then i got a pills kit and tried it and it was a, not quite what i wanted the flavor right, was a bit odd so i think i'll probably butcher it but i think pills is more i think it's within the actual grain bill to start with right i see I think you might get slightly darker, more caramel type grains to start with and flavours coming through, whereas a lager might be a lot more lighter. And and I could be wrong on that, but I think that's where it starts. Um, My pause smells very raspberry. Yeah, this one has got a light top character and smooth rounded flavour, crisp and refreshing, which kind of sums up what you expect from like a pills slash lager right um i have to say i do agree four and a half percent it's one of them that if you know if it was on the middle of the day and it was probably a little bit colder because it's probably not quite been in the fridge for long enough yeah i've only just arrived today but uh quite nice easily quaffable is a exactly nice, yeah. nice term i've picked up <laughs> Um, you can skull it if you want to. That's that's what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause you're not you're not really a uh, a lager drinker, are you? Generally, no. So, like, I I do kind of not so much with the craft beers because the craft beers that I I try and fight the craft beer snob label, but I am a bit of one, really, basically. Okay. Just you know, I have got a beard. Um, Me too. Yeah, I have spat hipstery as I get, really. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, if we're out and about, I do, I want to avoid anything lagery, particularly. I find half the time it's a bit too gassy for me. Um, and I just don't really enjoy it too often. That, but that being said, you don't often get a craft lager when you're out and about that often. You know, if people are doing craft beer, it tend to be IPAs or just pale ales or, yeah, you know something weird and wonderful from there. So I don't necessarily mind that as much. Again, it's got time and place. Like on a lovely warm Sunday afternoon, yeah, brilliant. You know, I'd love to. I, you know, it's good good time and place for it then. Yeah. Um, but it's just not something I'll I'll generally tend to pick. And again, I'm going to say like I don't have necessarily anything against all big breweries because as we've discussed on previous episodes or different places, you know, I'll, I'll quite happy to go out and have a Guinness or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, the sort of macro 
lager producer. Macro lager, I guess. That's yeah, just yeah. kind of where I don't really go. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'll um if I haven't got anything like this in, um I say it's middle of the well, middle of my month before payday or something. And I fancy something on a Friday on the way home from work. I'll run in a supermarket or a bargain booze and I'll, I'll pick up four cans of lager, maybe just to be easy and quick. And if it's warm weather, especially, but um, yeah, if I was out, if we were out drinking together and we were around the craft, craft beer bars and pubs, then I probably wouldn't go for lager. I think it comes down to that gassiness, doesn't it? It's like, if you start on it, where'd you go? from there and you can't really start on something else and then go across to it because it just blows you yeah exactly yeah i gotta be honest though i do kind of wish i could do that a little bit you know what you just say about oh it's it's five o'clock on a friday i just need something for tonight you know what yeah. i mean yeah i just yeah. want to have a drink tonight yeah i kind of miss being able to just go in and pick up you know six bottles of budweiser or something like that because if i want to do that i'll go in and i'll buy i don't know four cans of a whatever craft beer they've got in there and it's just way more expensive that's that's my that's my issue i know you, you you get what you're paying for kind of thing for me but at the end of the day sometimes i want to do it because it's cheap and you know what i mean i'm, I'm not trying to have, have a great night and have you know all these different flavors and stuff i'm just trying to relax a little bit so yeah that's that's my thing if i'm if i'm just on the way home for work on a friday four cans of Moretti or Amstel or whatever it else might be, Heineken even. Well, maybe. Um, depends on the price, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, depends exactly. Depends on the price. Whereas you could, depending on what shop you go, you might only have a choice of whatever four-pack Brewdog I've got on and it's £6.50 or something for the little cans. It's just like, it's too much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, my Raspberry Robust Porter oh, yes. is quite nice, actually. Quite raspberry. Um, as you'd probably expect, water, malted barley, raspberry puree, tayberry puree, hops and yeast. Something from Amazon on the way. Don't know if you picked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not tonight because the kids are just going to bed. <laughs> that's, that's not bad, actually. I wouldn't. I, if that didn't come in a mystery box and I was ordering online, I probably wouldn't put a porter on the list in July. No. If it was October, November, definitely I would. Um, but I've kind of broke my own rules recently about only drinking stouts and dark beers in the winter. Um, just because I had a bit of a stouty May, I think. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I'll. I largely agree with that, generally, but then, and that tends to be more of a, if I'm out and about thing, I'm not going to be, probably going to not be picking up a stout this time of year. Yeah. But, that being said, you know, with these these boxes and stuff that you're getting in there, these bruiser ones tend to seem to have one or two dark ones in there. Yeah. yeah. Roughly. And I will, quite happily, have them, you know, mid-July or whatever we're in now, so... I do like them from the fridge, though. I mean, I probably drink them a lot colder than the uh, the connoisseur would recommend. But uh, that's another thing, isn't it? If you have one when you're out and about and you've got to stand in a hot beer garden with it, it's a bit different to sitting in your lounge where it's a bit cool and you can get it from the fridge. 
Yeah, that's so a good it's point. Slightly different. Isn't it? I mean, my other options in the fridge are dark beers. So I've got uh, I've got a wheat beer in there still from Neon Raptor that I think might be on its way to you. I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided. <laughs> I don't want to waste it, but I also do want to try it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I've still got that carrot and walnut stout from Neon Raptor in there. It's a 10%, I think. That feels like a special occasion type thing that does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't no, think... you're, not, you're not throwing that back on a Thursday night or whatever. No, if, if we were recording at a weekend, I'd be tempted, but we're not. So not on this, epi- <laughs> not on this episode, at least. And uh, then there's, uh, there's another one from Atom in there, which is a 12% Imperial Stout. And then there's still the Coconut Vocations. Oh, yeah. Still yeah. not got to that one yet. No. And I know you've sampled a couple of them late on after we've already been out. And that to me just feels like a death move. Usually is. Yeah. The only benefit you've got in that, that situation is you don't necessarily have to get up in the morning with kids, do you? No, I mean, I do get up in the morning, but you let the dog out, you feed it and then you can kind of just, it's a bit easier after that. You can drift off a little bit. Yeah. Whereas if I got home from the pub and then had a 12% stout on top at half 11 at night, I'd be in big trouble next day. Yeah. If I got home at half 11 from the pub after being out with you, I'm generally in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, next day anyway. I was just thinking the same thing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but different kind of trouble. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's dark beer night. <laughs> That's all right. I think I was on dark beers last time. So we're, we can yeah, alternate. Actually, yeah. 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 Not by design. No. But, no, but just what you've got in it. I mean, exactly. Not by, you can't spend all your money on beer, can you? I mean, give it a good go. Nowadays, I think you can with the pricing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, exactly. Shall we get into our first story? First story. Yes, go on. Shall we get into this, this the story, story of this episode? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not. This is, again, not by design, but this kind of follows on a little bit from that first episode because we're going to talk about a little bit about holidays when you are of age. So when you're sort of just 18 and you go on them first couple of holidays, maybe an all-inclusive with the family, like in my case in this story. And uh, so it does follow on because it's around the same time, isn't it? But... Not every episode is going to sort of follow on in order, if that makes sense to you at this point. Um, so, when I was 18, we went to Turkey, all-inclusive. It was a big family-friends-type deal. So, there was my parents, my sister, there was my mum's good friend and their family. They got um, a friend who was a couple of years older than me. And then a, a girl that was a sister's age, so, and then other extended sort of friends of theirs and their kids, which are younger and all that. So obviously, it's an eighteen-year-old and a twenty-year-old lad on a all-inclusive in Turkey, and I was just going to say, like you've you've already hit like the the two best words for what eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old on a holiday, and it is all-inclusive, yeah, because. Generally, 18, 19, 20, you're not that asked about what you're drinking. No. You're doing it for, you're doing it for one reason and one reason only, to get 
it's to find what your limit is, basically, at oh, that age. Absolutely, yeah. And, and that, is, often, that is what it was. Often surpass it. Just fly past it without really a care in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Th- there's a, a family friend that's on that holiday as well, who you know, uh, who will remain nameless <laughs> until his name pops up in future episodes when I've had too many <laughs> beers and it? it just comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, at that point, is what? In his 40s? He's a 40-year-old bloke. He's got family. He's married. He's got young kids. But he is, let's say, a bit of an animal when it comes to having a drink. A character. That's how you describe him. Definitely a character. And that is a word that I think I'm going to get a lot of play out of on this podcast. This podcast is all about characters. Characters, yeah. Characters. Um, So, yeah, he's he's bigging it all up. And uh, he can't wait to make full... Get his money back, basically, on this all-inclusive, in both food and drink. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and this other lad, we obviously we we can't wait to go away. We know obviously we're with parents. There's got to be some sort of limits, but there's also a, a kind of possibilities of of all sorts as well, isn't there? That we're going to be there drinking as much as we can, and uh, that's what we did. We were we would, and I think that it was lager and it was tuborg. Which, for me, seemed odd for Turkey, but I think it's fairly standard, isn't it? Um, I mean, you think of Turkey, you think of like the FS brewery, you know, they've got their own beer that yeah. seems to be everywhere. But I guess, like, ex- Tuborg's like, well, it's it's Carlsberg, isn't it? Uh, sorry. Yeah, Carlsberg. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one that they probably export, but if they're exporting it over here, they, they must export it. Everywhere. I mean, it's probably even brewed in Turkey under license or whatever, like they are. Yeah, I think so. Because where else? Because even when the all inclusive runs out and you have to buy bottles, it was bottles of Tuborg as well. But they actually got you far more pissed than the the draft lager did. So I don't yeah, know if they were watering just, it down. I was going to say yeah, because it's not coming out of the uh, the yeah. little taps that they have. The... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's there's one night in particular and the following day that we're going to talk about. <laughs> and um, I've actually Ted told this to you recently, and that's where it all came up to, to sort of come up with the idea. She's having a one tonight. She isn't she? Mm. Yeah. So there's this one particular night. We must be a few nights in midweek, got comfortable, knew us way around. We were getting used to it now. It was all, you know, barman knew us, all that kind of stuff probably laughing at us look at these young english idiots and um been drinking they, what's what's the little turkish drink that they do which they mix with water and it goes white you've been to turkey greece that is racky i think because it's roughly the same thing like yeah. in italy they call it sambuca Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. And then in Greece, they call it Uzo. Uzo, um, in... I think, was that what they were calling it? Or that's what my I mean, family were telling us it was? Yeah, and then in Turkey, it's Raki. And it's Raki. all roughly the same thing. It's all like a aniseedy, clear uh, spirit, but you add water to it and it goes cloudy. Yes. 
I think I'm pretty. So I again, think, no, I think you're there. I think you're right. Somebody can somebody can correct me on that. But pretty, like there probably will be differences between all three if you're really into it or whatever. Oh yeah, it's starting to ring the bell. But but as far as I'm concerned, they're pretty much all the same thing. And it's dog rough. I'll tell you that for makes nothing. you makes you dog rough. Yeah. So at one stage that came out, and like mid afternoon, like you know when you. You're done around the pool. You've had your sort of the, like the snack thing comes out for the all inclusive. That's been and gone. Sort of mid afternoon. Yeah, in your siesta period, like. Yeah, but we'd gone into like the pool room, like the sports games room or whatever, and there was a bar just like through the double doors from there. And we'd by that point the kind of barman kind of knew us, and so we'd we'd been back and two playing pool, had a couple of beers, and then my mate comes back with two of these rackies and two pints. And he was like, the barman said, we should, we should try this. And like people the previous night or the night two before had been drinking it. And I was like, that's not for me. Uh, I know what's going to happen if I drink that. <laughs> it. Um, but anyway, we drank it. Yeah, spoilers, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It's, dis- it. it's disgusting. Anyway, we drank it. Carried on playing pool. Carried on drinking. Go up for your sort of get ready for your evening meal. You get changed, have a shower, come back down, even a meal. And back into this sort of games room, sort of parents went off one way with all the younger kids. Me and my mate went off back to the games room, a few games of pool or whatever. And it got a bit later on, been drinking. And there was a couple of, um, a couple of ladies from Norway and a guy from Sweden who we kind of been in a round of pool with during the day, met back up with at the night. Um, and so it's it's a lot of, um, they must have been 20, 22, something like that. They were quite young, um, but obviously they're on their own, sort of first sort of holiday on their own type thing. The Swedish guy was a little bit older and he was sort of creeping around a little bit. And we were, we thought they were with him, but they weren't. And it was a bit strange, but he was like with them all the time. And so anyway, we were playing pool and they said, oh, do you know, like through them doors later on tonight, like after... Um, the main bar shuts that them doors open up and it's that's where the like dance floor and nightclub bit starts like half 11 or whatever it is and we're like no we didn't know that and they said oh well, we're coming back in a bit Do you want to meet up later so we said yeah um thinking you know this this looks promising we're 18 yeah, why, not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why is the swedish guy still here <laughs> <laughs> the bus not arrived for you yet, mate. <laughs> uh, it was like that all night. I just kept making jokes off it because he was like trying to take the mick out of us for being English, and we were like making to just going on at him for being on his own, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at one point, I thought they were a couple; these two girls, and it was like a bit odd. Um, anyway, the night gets a bit hazy in the memory. I do remember it was late, so. The all the families and everything, the bars shut, the all inclusive bit. It's just the club open where you have to buy your drinks. So everything, everything's cleared out. People have gone bed or whatever. All the sort of lights over the playground and pools. It's all dimmed down, and it's all like, we want you to go to bed now, but we know some aren't going to, so that you you stay in your disco bit, right? Um, and somebody suggests that we go and do something go and have a walk, whatever. And then just kind of like tugging, tagging along because I've had a few beers and I just know that we're not staying here now. 
Swedish guy wants to go skinny dipping. His suggestion. It feels stereotypically Swedish almost, that does, doesn't it? Yeah, and I'm not making this up. This is true. <laughs> so he's stripped off and in the pool. Me and my mate are kind of stood looking at each other going, are we, we going to do this? Are we bothering? Because if we get caught... Our parents are with us, and that's going to be awkward. You're going to get, you're going to get yeah. a bit of a bollock in, yeah. Yeah, so that's weird, isn't it? Um, plus, I've got to be honest. At this point, I would only be interested in skinny dipping if probably either of the being a you know uh, a straight male. I'd only yeah. be interested in doing this if either of the Norwegian girls were interested in it. No, I'm it not was, jumping into a pool with just it, just the Swedish bloke and his stodger out. It was his suggestion to all of us. I think hoping that they would follow him, and they were sort of in the process of of getting in and stripping right. down. And okay, they weren't nude, but they were just like in the process. And anyway, I mean, I'm not going to lie; I probably still wouldn't have done it, but exactly. I would have actually considered it now. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So we're looking at each other, thinking probably. Well, he was definitely considering it because he's that type, and I was like, I'm probably not doing this <laughs> and as we were sort of like made that sort of eye contact and then conversations were going on silently in each of our heads the security guy comes running over shouting at us in turkish <laughs> so the swedish guy shits himself not literally and then uh, starts swimming know, starts swimming over to try and get out and there's like two girls are just like sat paddling their feet um mm. claiming that they haven't done anything which you know, they haven't compared to him <laughs> and we're just no stood there like to him, really. we just stood there like we didn't get in. It's not us. And he was like, "You need to go. You can't be in the pool now. It's got cleaning cleaning equipment in there. You can't get in. It's shut." Um. So then we move on. We wander off, and uh, as we're sort of wandering about and talking crap, and Swedish guys sort of talking to them. I don't know if he's talking Norwegian or if he's talking Swedish, and they understand him. Yeah, I, I'm not kind of a bit, sure. Like, yeah. I think there is a bit of crossover between the languages. I'm guessing there was something like I know. that, because I remember that going on and sort of walking that with me. But also, thinking. you just assume that anybody who isn't English knows, like, four languages anyway. Yeah, yeah they all know what they're on about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we end up back at their room, basically. And they were they had a big bottle of Jägermeister. And... We were playing cards on their balcony and drinking Jägermeister by the sort of half pint with yeah. no mixers, no nothing, not even a bottle of water with us. And I playing this card game, can't remember what it was. Probably too drunk at the point that point to even accept a glass of Jägermeister, but you know, we're there. You did anyway, didn't you? Party time. <laughs> so <laughs> so I did. I remember having at least two, probably more. And uh, a Swedish guy kind of passes out in the corner on the chair. Cool. One of them get, sort of goes on the bed and sort of passes out. And right. they were like, there's, there's more drink in the fridge, just help yourself. And I was like, I think the night's ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think I, think the night's over. Over I think the night's over. Um and as I was thinking that and sort of getting me ready to just get me phone and go, I turned and my, my mate is necking the other friend. Oh. Um, 
Good of him. Which I was hard done by, to be honest. But I mean, <laughs> fair, you know, fair play. <laughs> I don't want to play Gooseberry either. Um, no. So I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to go, mate. I'll see you in the morning type of thing. I remember leaving the room. I think Swedish guy left with me. Right, okay. But his room was like three doors down from theirs, whereas ours was right across the other side of the complex. So he'd like gone into his. I'd, I'd gone, said bye, see, see, see you in the morning. Gone. And and that bit is all very hazy. I can barely remember how I made it okay. back. But I definitely know that their room is complete opposite side. And you, and if you, well, if you go around the complex, which is all connected, you can get through the buildings. But I didn't. I went down the stairs and then out the door. But you have to get past three swimming pools to get to our side. Don't know how I managed to govern it, navigate around three three swimming pools without falling into at least one. I've got to say, yeah, risky proposition. You're going to get some turkey bloke come out shouting at you again. Oh, I could have been face down. I was. I can't remember it. It was just you know when you go out into the fresh air and all of a sudden the night is just disappears. That pretty much do, happened. Yeah. Um, so I've managed to navigate around these three pools, make it back to our side of the complex, up into the corridor, and I'm and I'm hazy on the memory, but I can remember walking down the corridor, and obviously hotels, bigger hotels like that, they all look the same, don't they? You could be on any floor and they all look the same. So I'd managed to find my actual floor, and I made my way to the corridor and like to the section of corridor that our room was in. I was sharing a room with my mum, dad and my sister. And next door was the mate's mum, dad and sister. So I'd like tried a couple of doors with my key and it wasn't working. Um, and I thought if I, if I keep trying, I might, why isn't my door working? If I keep trying, I'm going to wake my mum up and then I don't want my mum to come to the door and let me in. That's going to be a pain in the ass and awkward. So in my drunken mind, the best option was to take my shoes off and lie outside the door and sleep in the corridor. Because yeah. that's better than waking your mum up to let you in your hotel room. I mean, there's an odd kind of logic there. There's also a bit of a, a trend of you using clothing as bedding, I guess. But There is. There is. There is. If yeah. anybody confused by that, they can listen to the last episode. But yeah, but I'd, I'd taken my shoes off and put them neatly sort of next to my head and I was sort of laying in the corridor with my hands uh, under my like, head. Like ears in the in the bit where your foot goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe five, ten minutes later, mum comes to the door anyway because I'm not home yet and she thinks she can hear something outside. You know what mum's like? Well, it's probably you. <laughs> Thinking you were quiet outside, like yeah, oh, yeah. trying the slumped against the wall, <laughs> against the wall, walls and doors, yeah, bouncing, bouncing off. The... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and so the the their rooms next door. So my mate was in the room next door. So she comes out, tells me, "Get up, get your shoes." The door. You, 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 how did you make it here? But you haven't got into the door type of thing. And I'm just You've like, done the hard bit, mumbling away. <laughs> don't know where I am. Whatever. Um, she knocks on the next door to say, as as the mate arrived back, because he's been sleeping in the corridor. And they said, oh, yeah, he's been here for about 20 minutes. He's in bed. <laughs> so he's either walked past me in the corridor and ignored me, left me sleeping there, 
Which there's a chance. There's a there's a chance. Or he left like seconds after I left and went a completely different way and kind of lapped me and got back before I, me. I was going to say, yeah, you're, there was a little bit of information in there where you were on about your walk back to the room and you're like, I didn't necessarily take the right route. Yeah. Could you have just like, like in your state, which you probably don't, you know, you don't realise or whatever, but you probably accidentally added half an hour to your walk, especially when you're a little bit, you know, a little bit probably swaying. navigating around pools. And yeah, so your mates, your mates seen you leave within five minutes, thought, mm, best get back myself, actually. Yeah, and he's probably gone, just gone straight around on the right route, on the same yeah. floor or something. And, and you've gone around the houses. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, that's what I've done. So, however, that all, like you say, you were sleeping in the hall for a bit longer, and he's just gone, dickhead. Yeah, leave him there. Yeah. Something he would do, I'm sure of it. One or the other, one or um, the other. So anyway, that's the that's the night part. Next morning, there's rumblings. I can hear people getting up. I wake up. I've got like them eyes, that head, that taste in my mouth. I think this is bad. This is bad. Um, but because I'm eighteen and I'm young and sprightly, I think right, we're just going to play this off. We're going to make get a through, go of it. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to pretend that I wasn't that bad. And I'm just going to carry on with the day, which is what I did. I got up, splash a bit of water in your face. You have a drink of water. You think, actually, not too bad. Brush your teeth. Go down for breakfast. Can't quite stomach any real food. So the next best thing was kiwi juice from the juicer machine. I had about three glasses of that, thinking the sugar was hitting and it was feeling good. I thought, yep, this is the way. This is going to sort me out. Yep, right, it's raining soon. Yeah, then we go across to the water park, which is across the road. It's all connected to the complex. So now I'm in a water park, kind of away, further away from my room than I wanted to be. Uh, and I'm laying on the sun lounger thinking, I'll just go sleep here. A few hours, I wake up, in time for lunch, and I'll, and I'll be perfect. And I'm lying in the sun, and I'm starting to think, oh dear, <laughs> this is warm. And I feel a bit ill and I'm sweating. And Kiwi juice is not going as south as you hoped it would. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, panic, quick. What do I need to do? I need to find a toilet. But I've not been to the water park before, so I don't know where the bloody toilets are. If we were just lying around the pool where we were yesterday, I knew exactly where I was going. Well, apart from when I'm drunk, I know exactly where I was going. <laughs> um, so I get up, try and play all that. I'm just going to go to the toilet, trying to walk around like frantically looking which way is the bloody toilet while trying to pretend I'm not. Um, Pissing sweat. I oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Massive yeah. beads of sweat running down my forehead and all that. You can feel them. They kind of get caught up with a queue that's round for like the ice cream bit as I'm trying to get past. I think the toilet's got to be in there and there's this big queue and I'm trying to get past and squeeze through and I can feel it come in and I can't make it to the toilet and there's these big kind of plant pots, huge plant pots with these big like sort of palm tree looking things. And I just had to throw up in that. Well, at least it at least it was in the plant pot and not on anybody in the queue. I didn't get it on anybody. It went on the plant pot and a bit down the plant pot. But it was luminous green. It was bright green. And there was a woman with a kids in front. And I was like, oh God, this is bad. 
<laughs> so after that, I'm just like, I'm going back up for a sleep because I need to be one near a toilet and two, I just need to try and sleep this off. So I did that. And then by the time I'd, they'd all come back and woke me up, it was nearly tea time. So getting up, getting showered, ready for tea, go down to get some food. Actually feeling better by this point. Right, it's rain now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm stood there loading my plate up thinking this is like hangover food. Now I'm ready. And who stood in front of me in the in the food queue? The lady and her kids. And she turns around to me as she got sort gets her plate and she sort of goes to walk across the table and she goes, Oh, are you feeling better now? And I was just like, <laughs> Oh God. The floor swallow me up, please. Oh, that's awful. Oh. God. I wonder if did you ever run into the uh, Norwegian uh, Swedish bloke again? No. Never saw him just again. Just gone. Yeah, never saw him Bizarre. again. So the, Norwegian, out the hotel. so the Norwegian girls for like a brief sort of fleeting. I remember us. They were like, <laughs> "Go away." <laughs> they didn't. They didn't say that, but that you could tell. <laughs> they said it in Swedish. That's the or Norwegian or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, they'd moved on to people that could handle the Jägermeister, I think. But and the Raki. That's yeah. God, what a mix! What a disaster. I mean that kind We've of gives, been young. kind of gives you a flavour of some of these stories. But I mean, have you, you remember any tales like that that you were you just thought, right? I'm 18. I'm Billy Big Bollocks now. I'm going to drink with me dad, and they're going to have a good time, and it just ends badly. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a similar one to be fair. So you trying to impress girls as well? No. Uh... Probably. Girls <laughs> I also never stood a chance with. Um, no, th- there was once. So I, about the same age as you were, I reckon, possibly even 17, just kind of looked a bit 18 or whatever, but I can't remember. But it was like the first lads holiday I ever went on. And it was with three friends who... I don't really speak to any of them anymore. You know them, but I yes. don't speak to any of them anymore. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing was, we were going on this lad's holiday. It was a week in Ibiza. And it was, it must have been end of April or very early May, maybe, because it was like before the, the season, quotes. Yeah. Before that started, because I'm certain that we got the week, flights and accommodation for 100 quid. And to this day, I sort of can't believe I managed to get that. But what they, a bargain. That's, that's, that's the bit that amazes me now at <laughs> mid-30s. But um, but anyway, I, I, and you know what? I'm sitting here thinking there's probably quite a few stories that could come out from this holiday, but I'll just do the, the one for now. And that was that so yeah. there's, there's four of us in the room, two are in the, the bedroom or such, and two of us are on these pull-out sofa bed type things. So we get we'll get there. You know, it's kind of, it's not in like San Antonio, that was on the other side of the island. It's kind of by the town, but it's not in the town. It's right by the airport. If anybody knows IB for the kind of nowhere I'm on about, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You you got there, it's the hotel, there's the beach, which looks like it's quite a nice long beach. Looks like it would be exactly what you want as an 18 year old in June, July, but it was April, May. So there was just nobody there. (laughs) Okay. Uh, there's a nightclub. Nightclub's not open yet. 
just one um, that eventually burnt down, I think. And then a few hotels and then a bit of like a few shops and a couple of bars and stuff and a couple of restaurants in the in like what is effectively makes up for this town. So anyway, we go out, we, this is the shop and uh, we get into the shop and they're selling bottles of absinthe. Yeah. So get this bottle of absinthe. We get into up. We've got the black absinthe. So it's like the slightly stronger than the other blackout, than the other absinthe as well. Because yeah. you know you're 18, that's what you do, isn't it? Get back. Uh and then sort of between between the four of us, you'd think, okay, we'll just split it equally, this bottle. We'll have that and then we'll we'll go out, kind of thing. And I had like my quarter. And two of the other lads probably had a quarter between them. Right. And the other lad had the other half. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we've had this bottle. Kind of, oh, yeah, you met, you met her drink it with water. You met her have it over any... No, you just kind of drink it in a couple of hours before you go out, I think, because that's what we did. Anyway, we go out. We ended up... Um, going out and we, we met up with a bunch of reps who were working there for the season, but they hadn't officially started their, their workload effectively yet. So they were kind of just going out for the first few nights and having a drink and enjoying themselves. So anyway, we, we sort of sat in with them because there's like no bugger else about. Uh, we, we sat in with them. We ended up drinking with them for a bit. Friendies drank half the bottle. It's looking a little bit worse for wear, as you would expect. Yeah, it's kicking in. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll walk him back. It's fine. Don't mind. Obviously, as well, I've done a quarter of a bottle of absinthe. I'm probably three sheets to the wind a little bit myself as well by this point, but I can remember this. Walk back. He's obviously struggling. I think he might have chucked up by this point. Either way. I So I was like, right, okay. Put him in his bed. Put a bucket by him. Was like, all right, see you later. I'm coming back out. <laughs> Fortunately, didn't die. Yeah, that's a bonus. But he could have, I guess. He was all right. I carry on. I go out, carry on drinking. Just way more than I ever should have. Come back to the room. Um, I managed to then throw up in my sleep. Nice. Because I woke up next to the pile of, of black oh, absinthe sick. I woke up, was like, oh no, what has happened here? And I remember the, the maids coming in and being like, no, nah, not dealing with this. That's your problem. <sighs> so yeah, um, I, I claimed responsibility for a friend, then left him to possibly nearly die. Yeah. He wasn't on his back when I left him, at least. So, you know, that's the important thing, I guess. Um, and then, like I say, yeah. nearly, nearly died myself. So, um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of stories I'm sure I could come up with from that holiday, but that was just a little, little taster. That was the first, like, first real night as well. So, oh, you always go hard on the first night. Apparently, yeah, just yeah. too hard. Yeah, I'm surprised my, my story wasn't on the first night. I think, no, I a few <laughs> nights in. We kind of got our feet under the table, got too cocky, and then it just went downhill. Bedded in, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's the story for this episode.
Yeah, it's a double double story for this episode. So nice one. Um, yeah, any, any eighteen year olds listening, uh, please drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the moral of this story. I think. <laughs> I'll clip that for social media. Yeah. But of course, being 18, they're never going to listen to us, so. Yeah, but we're old now, aren't we? So what do you know, old man? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Have we got any beer news? You had a couple of things, didn't you, for this one today? Yeah. So um, I I picked up, and again, like I feel like I'm being uh, bearer of bad news on this one a little bit. Mm. Because I don't know if you've heard of uh, Anchor Brewery. It rings a bell. Very famous um, San Francisco-based brewery. Yeah, definitely. Um, know you're which probably, one you're on about. Yeah. They do. They do the steam beer, which you probably seems to have exported quite well. You've probably yeah. seen that. Um, I believe it's hundred and twenty something years old. Oh, right. Wow. That announced uh, last week or so that it is going to be shutting down. Great. Another closure. Yeah. Now, there is a bit of a sort of crowdsourcing type thing that people are hoping that they can save it. Right. Um, but it, it does feel like, oh, this is this is quite big because it's it's quite a big, you know, well-known uh, brewery that, that, you know, it's made its way over here to the point where it's quite well known as well. Like a big here. American type um, one, which would probably be a lot bigger than some of the ones that we would sort of know of over here that were shut in. Just exactly. Cause, yeah. Cause it's a smaller area. Yeah. And again, the fact it's been going for such a long time. Yeah. Um, that's a surprise, isn't it? It is a bit. And it was a little bit, you know, a little bit disappointing, a little bit saddened, should we say when I saw that? Yeah. But, I mean, Hopefully, there's going to be some kind of plans for it in the future, whether it carries on in the same thing or whether it will be a lot smaller. I don't might know. Be able to save it or someone might buy it out. Exactly, yeah. Maybe InBev to the rescue. Yeah. Or whatever they're called over there, Bush and whoever. What they call? And how's the Bush, yeah. That's it, yeah. Same one over here, isn't it? AB InBev? I cannot remember. I'm pretty sure on that. Um, yes, I think I think you're right, yeah. Right. So yeah, that's that's my depressing story of the week. Oh dear, we're not doing very well on this beer news stuff, are we? So far, it's all no, we'll, negative we'll, closures we'll, and nonsense. And... We can think of something better for next episode, I suppose. So that rounds us up for another episode of Tales from the Social Club podcast. Uh, if you've got any funny drunken tales you want to share with us, even if you've made them up or you want to ask us agony aunt style what we would do in that situation you can find us on uh, social media uh, jamie's man cave um, or the email address tales from the social club pod at gmail.com pretty sure that's that um if it's not look we'll get it eventually if it's not it's too long of a name isn't it i should have done a shorter <laughs> bloody name um if not Look in the show notes and all the links for all of our other stuff and links for this podcast will be in there. And we will uh, we'll join you for another pint on the next one. See you later. Cheers.